Hello, hello, Heather Jean here with another episode of Confidence Through Cabaret, the podcast, all things confidence. Let me just move that light and got kind of a spotlight going on there on the camera. So if you're new to this podcast, then we are talking about things that uplift and inform confidence in our personal life, work life and stage life. And today, uh, I'm so excited about this conversation. I've just met our, our guest for today, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and then I'm going to bring you out. So our guest today is Denise Wester, and I'm just going to share with you the bio because I think it's really beautiful. And when Denise found herself a single, young single mom on welfare and not knowing where they would sleep the next night, she got courageous and busted through to make a better life for her family and herself. And I, it's just so, such an inspiring story. Denise has been through bankruptcy, divorce, multiple job layoffs, and recovered from many wrong terms, turns, as well as a severe car accident that took several years of rehabilitation. So life has been a great instructor, like it is for a lot of us, you know, and she's experienced life-changing results herself to create a vibrant and joyful and authentic life. She's laid out methods and tools that saw her through those times in her journaling workbook, Busting Through. We're going to talk about that as well. You know that. And as a certified life coach, Denise is passionate about helping you overcome the stories holding you back for discovering your passion, clearing up the clutter in your life that is bogging you down and digging deep to find the courage inside for you to take action in your life's vision. Now, isn't that just the ideal, optimal confidence through cabaret, all things informing cabaret episode for us today? So here she is. Welcome, Denise uh, Wester. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm so happy and excited to have this conversation with you today. Me too. I'm so happy. And you know, I think it's it, you know, I, I wanted to read kind of the 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 background um of your story because I think there are so many of us that have been through tough times, mm -hmm. you know, where it it just feels like we're sinking deeper and deeper down. And you know, when I listen to podcasts when I was in that situation, I would be thinking, uh-huh really easy for Denise and Heather to be talking about, you know, finding confidence. But when you're this far down, it's pretty mm -hmm. tough. Mm -hmm. And yet you've been there. Yeah, yeah, it is hard. You know, it's not meaning to discount it. It is mm -hmm. hard going through, you know, being on welfare and kind of struggling. And I moved 12 times in one year making so many bad mistakes and finally landing in a place and saying, stop the madness. I'm going to start here. Um, and it's hard, you know, that it's not, I'm not trying to put a bow on it and say, no, this is great. You know, that's why I wrote the book. It's like to kind of, this is what sought me through. This is what got me out of that hole of that, that, that total spiral, just keeping screwing up and making mistakes and not knowing what direction to go. I just got clarity and I put those tools in my book. Beautiful, beautiful. So let's talk about your book then. Mm -hmm. So that came out earlier this year in 2021. Yes, just uh, just so. August. So it's still a baby. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, so this took me a while to type this. If you're watching this on the podcast, then then uh, I have this absolutely right. But if you're listening on podcast, I want you to know the title of the book, which is Busting Through Methods to Get Courageous, Take Action, Get Unstuck and Find Your Personal Power. And that's available on Amazon. Yes. Oh, okay. So let's talk about let's let's talk about getting unstuck. 
how did you get unstuck? Yeah. Well, you know, it's really about just taking action. And you can't take action until you get clarity. And getting clarity is what what the, the root of my book is, is why it's a journaling workbook, is journaling. For me, that gave me, that saved my life and gave me clarity on what, who I was, unpacking all the crap from my life in the past, getting past those old stories and finding out what I really wanted to do with my life. What did I really in my heart wanted to do? Not what I was told, not what I, why I was brought up in the restrictive religion and I just discovering myself. And I feel so powerful and strong about helping others do that same discovery because it's so amazing to get that clarity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think when I was at my lowest points, um, I wish that I had had a journaling practice mm -hmm. because I think that is such a fundamental part of being able to process those things. How how do you suggest, and we will come back to journaling practice and, and what you suggest there, but how do you suggest if someone is really struggling to face up to those feelings of what's, what they're going through, to face all of that past stuff that they need to release, to do, mm -hmm. like, to do all of that? Mm -hmm. it, I mean, journaling is a great way to do it. But is there a way to kind of, because we have to acknowledge first, right? Definitely. And and that, you know, to me, that is why journaling is part of, for me, that exercise of you, you're putting it on paper with just yourself. You, you're, I talk, look at it as a conversation with yourself, your best friend, you're, you know, so you're, you're in a safe place. It's not like you're, you know, telling the world or anything like this. You're just in a safe place with yourself and you're slowly unpacking. And so just doing that, you get so many aha moments and just finding that space and that clarity and that moment of like, well, I didn't even know that was there. I didn't even know that story was there. And another thing for me that really, really has helped um, get clarity and just because my mind is always going 500 miles an hour is meditation. Um, just taking that time to stop because we got so much going on in our lives right now, shutting your eyes and really getting tuned in on what's going on inside that head. And meditation is another thing that just really helps. And, and it's not going to be easy. It's not easy. Everybody's like, this is like I said, I'm not putting a bow on it saying do this and everything's going to come better. No, it's baby steps doing the, taking the action, the first little steps to just getting honest with yourself knowing that you're safe and you can have this conversation with yourself. You can have those thoughts. It's okay. Everybody does. And it's okay to make messy action at first. And it's this perfection we think because we were, I think nowadays with social media, everybody sees this perfect, beautiful world out there and it's not. Everybody is having the same struggles, had the same struggles. And, um, so I think that put, take the pressure off yourself to thinking you have to be perfect. You have to be out there, um, you know, the sh shining bright. It's okay to have feelings and thoughts and work through those. Yeah, I think that that last part 
is the piece that I struggled with the most is the it's okay Mm -hmm. to not be perfect Mm -hmm. because then you can let that out and you can let that go. Yeah. And, you know, and I think the perfection and for nowadays, um, it's just, it's about practice as I, I teach yoga too. And I always said, it's about practice, not perfection. We're all not here trying to bend our legs over our head. You know, we're here to just practice. That's why it's called a yoga practice. And I take that, that motto into our life. It's not, it's, we're here practicing at life. It's not, we don't get born with a little guidebook and saying, there's, here's your guidebook. Everything's perfect. Um, it's about practicing and getting to me. That's I write in my book. Cause I want everybody to get curious it's okay to be curious on life. I have gotten curious. I've taken Taekwondo. I've, like I said, I've taught yoga. I teach spike cycling. I I've walked on fire, uh, you know, take a belly dancing classes. Cause I was curious and it just broadened my horizons and it gives you confidence. And it just, you, you teach yourself a little something. It's like, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And this is what I enjoyed about it. I didn't like this. And this is what I didn't like about it. So I think this being curious and broaden your horizon and stepping forward, taking that action is what will give you confidence and what will teach you about yourself and um, help you get out of that quagmire being unstuck. Because those little steps will really help you guide you towards the direction you really start finding out what you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, I think that holding on to stuff. So we we're we're all supposed to be strong. You know, we're all supposed to it's all supposed to appear effortless. And that knowing that, uh, you know, it everybody's going through stuff mm-hmm. is 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 normalizing. I I. I kind of went the other way with my journey. I kind of went the, well, it could always be worse. And actually, it was my grown-up daughter who said, yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's okay right now. Do you know, mm-hmm. you, you, it's not comparing yourself. And so I love, you know, yoga is a great analogy to that because I'm hypermobile. So I can put my oh, Awesome. I love you people. I love you people. <laughs> However, (laughs) there's my own challenges, right? Because there's my own things I'm working on of like, you know, where I'm distributing weight and how that gives me a different stretch. And then there's other people saying, well, I'll never be able to do that. And so there's that bit about comparing, like, Mm -hmm. but I want to be able to do that. Well, it's genetics. It's not, you know, and and work. I mean, there's there's work on it. But, but, you know, it's it's not about comparing ourselves to other people. And that's mm-hmm. what I kept doing. And I kept saying, well, it could be worse because other people have it worse, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I was doing the opposite of what a lot of people do where they'll say, you know, everybody else's life seems better than mine. I was sort of going, you yeah, know, there's lots of people with a worse one. And that seemed to make me feel better. But um, I think it's that bit about, you know, just finding out what's there, you know? So what's your journaling practice? Do you have, do you journal at a set time in the day or how does that work for you? Well, I think for me personally, uh, like I said, I have a brain that goes 500 miles an hour. <coughs> Excuse me. So for me, I like to journal at bedtime. I like to data dump the day, all the stuff that's going on in there that I I, I have a, a collected during the day. And I like to do it before bedtime because it's a great way to just let go of the day and let go of the thoughts. And so that to me is a great time. But then I will... Um, 
you know, since I've written the book, I will make notes in my phone during the day about stuff. It's like when I get these thoughts and I'm like, this is interesting. I need to dive deeper into that, but I'm at work and I can't do that. I'll just have a notepad in my phone and, and makes a dictate a note. Um, but I really highly recommend people who have sleeping issues to do the journaling at the end of the day, because uh, it does give you a great way to just put the day to bed put the mind to bed a little bit and get all those things that when you go, when the lights go out, all of a sudden your brain goes, boing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But a lot of people have great, their routine is morning and that's a great way to start the day out with, you know, your goals, your visions and, you know, and getting rid of the things that are, you know, the stories and, and, um, you know, so, you know, what works for you, it's okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Um, I, I'm gonna. I think take your advice. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try doing it at bedtime. I because journaling in the morning isn't so great for me. Um, not a lot comes up, you know. And a part mm -hmm. of that's because of our brain waves and the theta waves are there in the morning, and as well as at bedtime. But, you know, I, I, for the morning, it, I yeah, I, it's not so much comes up because I'm processing a lot in the in in my in my evening, in my nighttime. So mm -hmm. I think that's really good advice is just to kind of, you know, try different things and see what works for you. Mm -hmm. I just, I just, uh, it's always been a morning thing. Um, that's, that. oh. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, but actually now, now you're saying that I'm like, Hmm, I'm just having a moment here. Cause I process a lot of stuff in my bed. So probably I could let that go before I go to sleep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause that's, I, I totally, the lights go out and all of a sudden my brain just wakes up, you know, and just like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I really need to dump all that before I, before the lights go out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now I know that you um, ha have an interest and a, and a passion for uh, the power of intuition. Uh, sorry, of, of, of intuition and attention. Uh -huh. So what, so how, how does intention play into you? Does it come into your journaling practice? Um, well, it's intention is always there. I think with everything, I think when you think about, you bring about, and I have a great story in that when I was so poor, um, that people and then we had nothing we're homeless we landed at this wonky rental and I had nothing and I started getting donations from people and um I was given this canister vacuum this older didn't have any attachments it was just a hose and that, I was grateful for that because I had something you know to clean the house but my aunt she loaned me her rainbow vacuum cleaner one time and I fell in love. I don't know if everybody knows what a rainbow is. It has the water canister. It's very old school. It looks like something from Star Wars. And it's got all these hoses and water thing. And But, but I loved it. It cleaned so well. And I had allergies when I vacuumed. So the dust didn't kind of trap the dust. I set an intention right there. I was going to own one of these. I, my goal, and they're very expensive. There are several thousand dollars for these vacuum cleaners. And that was a lot for me in that, but, but you know, that I did, the idea was like a huge dream at where I was at that point in my life. That was a huge, huge intention. Um, cause I was on welfare. I had nothing. And so I, every time I vacuumed with that wonky canister on my hands and knees, just going through the floor, I'm going to have a rainbow someday and it's going to clean my floors. I'm going to be so grateful. And I just had this whole picture in my brain. So finally, I had a job, I, I was making money and doing really good. I immediately, it's like my list on my list was 
getting a rainbow vacuum cleaner. And I got that and I still have it. The family won't use it. They absolutely hate it. Um, but I will not get rid of it um, because it just was my symbol and my intention. I said, I, you know, had a clear picture that I was going to have that someday. And I did get that. So I think it's just having that clear picture of where you, what you want. Um, and it's not always about stuff. It's about, you know, you know wanting that, you know, confidence, wanting, you know, to get up on stage and maybe do a show or do a speech, be on a podcast or anything like that. It's about intending it. And the first way you intend it is get it a clear picture in your mind. And that's where journaling can come in too. You can just write, I call it a script. I do a lot of scripting where you're just writing out your whole script of what you're intending. I intend to live in this city. I intend to have this kind of job. Write it out, script it out, the whole detail. And then after you do that, what actions can you take towards that? You've just defined an intention you want in your life. So that's kind of a, a roadmap now. We start taking that one baby step. If it's a job, okay, start doing research in that industry. Go maybe look at going back and taking some courses that will help you. Maybe get your resume redone and, and towards that direction. Start taking some little steps to get you towards that intention. And yeah, that will give, yeah, that's going to give you confidence. That's going to give you action. And that's going to what's going to get you unstuck. Yeah, it is. And it's 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 got to be easier now. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's got to be easier now than the days before the Internet, because <laughs> the days before the Internet, you either had to know somebody who knew how to write a resume or whatever it was, or you had to take a course which you had to pay for. Mm -hmm. So now there's all kinds of YouTube channels and there's all kinds of, you know, online videos mm -hmm. and things that would give you those small steps. So many. Yeah, there's so much nowadays. I, I agree. I used to go to the library. I remember my first resume. I went yeah. to the library, checked out a resume book and, you know, the typewriter and typed it all out. And I was a terrible typer. Oh, I had to get somebody to type it for me. Um, I was a terrible typer. So um, that was something that, you know, yeah. So it's a whole new appreciation of all, yeah. all the things that we have at our fingertips now. It's amazing. Yeah. And even, even typing, I mean, typing was the kind of thing where you, that used to go on your resume or your CV of, you know, how many words per minute you could type and you had to take a course and practice. And, you know, it was, a, it was a bit like playing a musical instrument, you know, it was, a, yeah. it was a real thing. So, so those small steps, although they're not easy, they are accessible for mm -hmm. people to mm -hmm. go and find, you know, what it is that they want to do. And, you know, I mean, talking about, you know, you were mentioning things like, you know, belly dancing or yoga, or, you know, there are a lot of studios do taster days. And, you know, so you can try those things. Again, there's lots of things online. So, so there's, there's really a lot of opportunity for you to be able to take those baby steps. But I love what you say about writing a script. I've never thought about that. Oh, I thought about writing a script because my beautiful Confidence Recovery community taught me how to um, write a script for my own meditations. Nice. Yeah. So I was very excited. I asked people what they what their practice was, and a couple of people came forward, and and so we we uh, we did a live, and and they taught us how to do that. But um, so. But writing a script in your journal really mm -hmm. would help to 
bring that to life. I'm just imagining that because I've never thought about doing that before. It's so powerful. And I have a book where I just keep all, I have kept all my scripts and my gratitudes and my affirmations. And I have kept that and I have gone back and I wrote a date what day I did my script and every, every single one of them have come true. Wow. Every single one of them. It blows my mind every time I look back and I'm going, I thought, God, I wrote that script, you know, it was back in, you know, early 19, you know, 98 or whatever. And it's like, it came true. Wow, the power, it just like blows your mind. It just blows my mind every time I look back. It's like, this is good shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so I guess it's a lot like a vision board for like for visual people, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. You're, you're actually, it's very parallel to that. Yes. And then, and then except that with a vision board, you would keep it somewhere that you would see it mm -hmm. and you would look at it and, you know, reinforce it and so on with a script is it just about in that moment really getting deep into the detail deep. yeah yeah and and start painting that picture so you're getting that vision um in your site i call it getting a polaroid polaroid when you get a clear thought of what you want it's like like to me i even like after i do a workout and i take a polaroid in my mind mentally of how i'm feeling right that moment to draw on later in life when you're like, oh, I don't want to work out. It's like, wait a minute. It makes me feel good, you know? And I I use that in my book, you know, taking a Polaroid, um, you know, for I for people, a lot of people get bogged down with housework or, you know, something like that. I, I use the story in my book of taking a Polaroid of, you know, when you don't want to change your, I love changing my sheets because uh, it's like, I take a Polaroid of clean sheet day. When you crawl into those sheets, it's the most amazing feeling. <laughs> It's the most amazing feeling. Why do we buck doing our sheets? You know, it's it's so amazing to get in bed. So I take a Polaroid of how I'm feeling. And, and when I clean sheet day comes, I'm ready to strip the bed and, and do my sheets because I can't wait for that night when I crawl into my bed. So that's what I want everybody to do in circling back to the scripting, um, just taking that Polaroid. And that's what the vision board is. It's getting your senses involved. And that's what I talk about in my book is getting your senses involved with everything you do with your affirmations, your gratitudes, your journaling. I want you, I have to tell you to talk about your, say it out loud what you want. So you're hearing it. I talk about, so getting that picture in your head. So you're seeing in a good vision in your head and then really getting deep, deep emotion behind it. So you're feeling it and that's just going to supercharge you. So take it to take that action, to take those first steps. Because I want you to supercharge it. I want you to get your passion and your emotions behind what you really have deep inside you that you want. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. And so then you have your the, the affirmations. Do, the, do you do the affirmations at the same time as you're journaling? Or do, is that a morning practice or um, throughout the day? All day long. All day long. And especially, you know, I have, I will... Um, I love riding my bike and right now I have a hard time with our weather here in the Pacific Northwest, but it was a nice day. I'm out riding my bike. I call it my gratitude ride. Um, Cause it's just, I'm just so grateful. I'm out there just saying, thank you for the smells. Thank you for the birds, everything I see that just sparks joy in me. I say, thank you. And then I just start chanting my affirmations. What, what, I, what does Denise need today to hear? I am creative. When I was writing my book, I kept saying, I am creative. I am, you know, so it's like, cause I was like, you know, those self doubts when you're having 
moments when it's like, okay, I really want to say this. And this is what I have in my head, but how do I get that out on the paper? You know, it's like, and so affirmations to me, um, I listen to um, meditation. I do on my phone. I have the um, insight timer app. It's free. And there is a lot of meditations that are IMs. I love those because it's like interesting in when they are saying I am smart or I am a genius. And you're like, I can't say that. And you know, that first instinct is to say you can't. It's like, wow, that's interesting when they're going through these different IMs and something sparks a little bit of hesitancy. I need to work on that. Um, you know, so I find the affirmations so powerful because it starts that reprogramming because we've got all that programming in our our mind of what we can't do where we don't have the confidence what we you know all those things that are just bogging you down it's the old stories and you've got to reprogram that and the way to reprogram that is with affirmations you've got to start instead of thinking oh i am so dumb i am so stupid i'm so classy i i went through that yesterday I tripped, we're doing construction at my office where I work. And so the phone lines were out, not taped up yet. And I tripped and fell and hit my head last night and yesterday at work really bad. And I just, after I had, right happened, it's like, I am so stupid and clumsy. You know, I was apologizing to people. I was like, what, where's that come from? You know? And um, so that was interesting in that, you know, I just, I started saying that I am just like, no, you know, it's like, this was an accident. This happens. The cords weren't tied up yet. Um, but I did have those moments of saying how klutzy you are. So I was saying these things that's like, okay, where does that feeling come from? Well, my childhood, I was a total, I was old, bones and lanky and a dork and I was always called you know things and so it's like working through those little thoughts that come through your head and the stories and retraining your mind and retraining that story with affirmations it's so powerful it's so powerful so do you um do you address it there and then so you know as quickly yes. as you can yeah catch yourself immediately immediately like I said I caught my went back to my desk and I'm going now, after like putting ice on my head, um, <laughs> I was like, you are not a klutz. You are not stupid. You are not a dork. You are, you are, you know, you are smart. This, you know, you did not see the cord there, you know, just reprogramming that whole story, that thing that just happened and diving deep into why did those words ever come out of my mouth? So, you know, here I am wrote a book and it's all about confidence. It's all about busting through and it's all about methods. But it doesn't mean that okay, nothing's going to happen to me ever again. No, yeah. it's just, a. it's about putting the methods down and the strategies so that I did not, I noticed when my mind went to that, those, those words when I, 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 I tripped and fell and noticing those new things and having the methods for when things do happen in their life, because they are going to happen. You have the methods to get through them. You have the skills to learn. You have the skills to step forward and go around them or go through them, whatever you need to do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So and then I guess that can come up again in your evening journaling. Of, yes. you know, kind of like some of the stories of where did that mm -hmm. come from or, you know, mm -hmm. what, you know, memories that that it triggered. 
like mm-hmm. being a child and so on. Yes, exactly. And so it just every little thing's happening in your day like that, you just have new eyes on and you take those new eyes and you grow and you get confidence because it's like, okay, that I'm not that person that's going to now go back. And it's like, okay, I can't walk into the office. I'm going to be embarrassed because I fell, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to be that person anymore. I'm just going to like own it and, you know, and, and move forward. Yeah. And be leery of phone lines. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And the the interesting thing is that we wouldn't think anything like those things about other people if they fell. We wouldn't be saying you're so klutzy and you're so, you know, we we would just be saying, oh, that was an accident. It could happen to anybody. And Mm -hmm. all of those same things that we would say to somebody else, we need to be saying to ourselves, right? Yes, yes, we have to. And you have to really listen to that person inside that's crying to get out, give it a voice, give start writing that voice down in your journals, and start taking some action steps. And you are courageous. I put the title courageous in my book, because it was really something I never with all the stuff I've been to, I never gave myself that um, title courageous until just last Christmas. It was interesting story. We were talking with my daughters about what year it was, the rat, mouse, whatever. I don't know it was. And they said, oh, mom, you're this. And the title, it says they are courageous. And she goes, this, that's you. And I'm like, I never until just recently, this last year, thought of myself as courageous. It was my kids that pointed that out. And I was like, yeah, Yeah. So I was like proud of myself. It's like, yeah, I guess I was courageous. I have been courageous and taking steps forward and getting out of welfare, getting out of a bad marriage and just, um, you know, stepping forward and doing these podcasts. You know, the shy girl that I know that I was as a little kid who was scared to talk, scared to uh, people, the, I, that person would never be here today talking. Um, but, you know, you have to start doing it and you have to um, go move forward and uh, be courageous. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And everybody has their 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 journey. You know, people people say to me the opposite. People will say, oh, but it's so easy for you because you can talk because mm-hmm. I, I, I would always have gone to a podcast because I'm an extrovert and I, that. But but my struggle or journey is equal and opposite you know being quiet getting quiet and listening mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. things that you do naturally and so it's it's really about tuning into you, the way that you are and seeing them as gifts I would say now tell me about your journaling so you said you have a special journal for your scripts right mm-hmm. scripts so and for you- my gratitudes and my affirmations yes Okay, so you have different books for different things or different well, journals? I do. I That's the way I have always done it. And like when I did, um, was when going through my car accident, the pain, being stuck in that pain body, I knew I needed to journal it out every single day because I didn't want to talk about it because you talk about it to the doctor and I wanted to move beyond it. I didn't want my life to be about that accident. So I made a special journal for that and I just wrote all my pain down every single day in it because I knew I was never going to read it. I never was going to look at it and I knew someday I was going to burn it. And I have, and that was a beautiful yeah. ceremony. But in my book, in my book, I have a section in it just for Afrobeat, you know, the first part of the book is each chapter kind of does a little story and little um, learning. And then it's all about taking action. I have questions in it to do journaling prompts. I have things in there to do meditations. I have um, 
uh, questions for you to start do writing your gratitudes and your affirmations. And there's a section in the back of the book that is all for journaling. There's a section all for your gratitudes. And then there's a section all to collect your affirmations. So when you're having that crappy day, go back to the back of the book here and you have a whole list of affirmations that you can start. Yes, I am worthy. Yes, I am powerful. And so then you're kind of like, start and you say it out loud and so you can hear it you start feeling it and it can help you overcome whatever you're going through that day and I really highly recommend and after you you know fill up my book uh, with your gratitudes affirmations and your journaling then you can go on and get your own journals and you know make it however it works for you maybe you want to collect it all together in one journal maybe you kind of keep it separate um, maybe some people don't want to, they, they get really, really stuck. I've talked to so many people on the idea of journaling. It's like, I don't journal. If that is what you say, then you really need to journal, <laughs> get yeah. the paint, pencil and paper out. And if you are afraid that somebody, somebody is going to read what you have to say, then destroy it afterwards, yeah. get it out of that head, get it out of your body, get that clarity and if you really are uncomfortable with having that on a printed paper, think, destroy it, yeah. get rid of it. That's okay. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, you scroll it away forever, but it's, I think it's a powerful way. I've looked back at my, I haven't done it very often once in a great while, every like five years or so I, I'll pull a journal out and read it. It's like, wow, you've really grown. And it's a great way to see that when you have um, look at the old stuff that's in your head and just like, wow. You know, it's a great way to kind of help encourage you too, because you see how you really grow. But it's okay if you don't feel comfortable with that to get that. But first, get the stuff out of that head and out there on that paper. And second, if you are uncomfortable keeping it, go ahead and throw it away, shred it, rip it, burn it. I have a whole exercise in my book. I call it the wall exercise to be burning um, those old stories to get behind you. So please read my book. If you have some stories that are just bogging you down, get my book. I have a whole chapter on getting rid of those. And it's so powerful. It's been very, very powerful for me. Beautiful, beautiful. I actually have three separate books for my journaling oh. and I find it distracting. Because as soon as I, my brain goes off into one direction, I'm like, oh, that goes in this other book. And oh. then it brings me back into the conscious, logical, organizing, controlling kind of brain. And it so so it's it's almost like if that comes up, then I just have to keep on writing, um, which is why I asked you that question, because I think that's interesting that you're kind of mm -hmm. like, OK, I need to write a script about that. Let me grab that and then and then mm -hmm. right there. Um, I, so I do have three of them, but they're all full of all kinds of stuff. It's all over the place. That's OK. I, yeah. Yeah. It's yours. Exactly. Do it, do it. No, exactly. no journaling police is going to come and say you did it wrong. Oh, <laughs> no, there is no journaling police. OK, so um, so what about people who type like like electronic notes is there yeah. something about pen to paper well for me it is but i i when i i rethought that after i started writing my book and i i really enjoy the typing and getting it out because um and so and it's much more easier to read my writing at some point in journaling sometimes it's like i'm never going to be able to read this because it's just old. but um it, that's okay it doesn't have to be if you are a typer or if you want to dictate um, nowadays with the phone, if you want to, there's, you know, get just open and have a notepad with your journaling the date and just dictate it. 
that's okay. If that's a method that resonates with you and that works for you, it's you. It's your process. Like I said, there's no journaling police. Um, explore all the different avenues and see what works for you. It's 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 okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, Denise. Um, I, I, have you ever been to a cabaret show? Yes, I have. I love uh, it. Love okay. it. All right. So, what kind of what kind of things have you seen in cabaret in terms of like styles of cabaret? Because so for anybody who's listening who's not familiar with cabaret, um, that could be singing, it could be dancing, it could be burlesque, drag kings, drag queens, could be uh, aerial, could be contortion, could be all kinds mm -hmm. of different things. And it's typically defined by something that's in a small venue, although you'll sometimes see cabaret performances like Dita Von Tees performing in burlesque uh, in a massive auditorium mm -hmm. or theater. But typically, it's it's defined by it being in a small venue. So, what kind of cabaret have you been to? Well, here in the Northwest, we have Tetras and Zani's, which is the, the the in the tent, the dinner theater, and you have you have a, a story going on, and you have the acrobats, you have the singers, you have the performers in between the shows, and um, beautiful, you know, the jugglers and things like that. Or there's Can Can, which has the, is the same thing. That they're both beautiful venues, and it's amazing that we're talking about this because I was just yesterday looking online. Which I was like, I haven't gone to this since COVID, so I need to. We love to go um, and watch these because I just find them amazing and inspirational and a great entertainment. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. me too. Okay, so if you were performing cabaret, Ooh. what would you be performing? <laughs> what, 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 what kind of act would you want to do? Wow, that's really scraping because, you know, here, that's, that's fun. That's a fun story. I think I would love well, to me, if I could, was acrobatic, I think that would be a lot of fun. I just admire the acrobats and people performing in those amazing, amazes me every single time I watch them of what their training has been able to accomplish to do some of these amazing things. So I think that would be so much fun to be able to do stuff like that. Yeah, because that is the definition of mind over matter, right? It's yes. not like this, I can't do it. Exactly. And it's fabulous watching. I mean, even even watching circus acts, you know, it's like the difference between gymnastics and circus for me is almost like one is almost almost two dimensional. And mm -hmm. then the other is there's this extra dimension that they seem to have available, which is unlocking their mind and going, well, let's try this and make it work. You know, and they just they just keep practicing until they get it. So I love that. So mm -hmm. if you were taking one prop on stage with you, what would your prop be? The first thing that came to my head was a chair. I don't know why, but I just, I've always admired, I guess, because I just saw a cabaret show in Vegas and they had this, they were doing these amazing things, you know, just doing handstands on a chair. So like the first thing that came to my mind was a chair. I don't know why. Beautiful. <laughs> I love a chair. You can do so much with a chair and it's so simple. Because there is so much acrobatic stuff you can do on a chair. Yeah. And then there's also and then there's also the dance and the, the movement mm -hmm. around it and the and the playfulness of it and the, and actually even just the, you know turning it upside down and things. So you know there's all kinds mm -hmm. of angles. I love that. Okay. And what would your stage name be, Denise? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh, you do. You do. You do. You so do. Um, okay. Denise the Magnificent. Okay. Ah, there you go. There it is. There it is. Please welcome to the stage, Denise the Magnificent. You got to have a big flowing skirt with that one so I can come out with a big skirt. 
second. <laughs> Amazing. And then, it, and then, it, and then you can, you can approach your chair or reveal your chair or, oh, I love that. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. It's interesting, isn't it? When we, when we kind of go, oh, I can't say those things. And we were just talking about that, about, you yes, know, like, courageousness, <laughs> you know, and, and it, and it is that it's that kind of, it's that funny thing of, Ooh, I don't want to admit you to that that really powerful, <laughs> fierce, strong, capable, performing side. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's a hard one. And for a lot of people, they'll overthink that, you know, and they'll try and come up with something a bit clever or quirky or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And and yet we know that side of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We know that magnificence. Yeah, that's fun. I'm never yeah, going to go to the stage with one of those shows again without listening to their names and going, hmm, that's a good name. I might have to change my name now. Yeah, yeah and you can. <laughs> my, my cabaret name, my cabaret name, name is going to be different now because that just inspired me. <laughs> oh, you'll leave a message me when you change it. I love names because they mean so much. And for me, because I do so much work around imposter syndrome stuff, it's it's really about, you know, you've got this imposter voice, but then you've also got the Denise the Magnificent who can go, mm. you know, shut the hell up. We're doing this. <laughs> here we go you know um and it's and it it's just a really different energy isn't it and you can yeah. tap into that energy anytime which is yeah. why i love that I love question that. yeah so and it and it is it is a very different thing once you tap into that and you're going on stage and i i've stage managed enough shows uh, to to see some of the best performers from the uk and the us and around europe where they'll be backstage going okay and then as soon yeah. as they're into that stage name, they are off, you know, yeah. and it's a different thing. It's, it's a different adrenaline. That's awesome. I love it. The persona. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, 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 it's a great well for confidence. So that next time you go, yeah, do, do, the stages are fun and they mean something. Yeah, you know they really do mean something. My stage name, because I I do perform uh, professional burlesque, I uh, my stage name is also Helen, and I have changed it this year. It's very meta. Um, it was Helen back because that was the tale and the angst and the and the releasing of all the crap in the background mm -hmm. in the past. And I and I this, so there was there was a very different style, and I didn't want to have to hold on to all of that. I wanted to let that go. And so I kept Helen because that was a, a very strong identity. Uh, for mm -hmm. some reason, people in the UK call me Helen. I don't know why. So <laughs> worked it in. But also Helen is about, I can, I can have all of that past. I can also be strong. I can also be fierce. I can also be, you know, beautiful. I can also be, you know, sensual. I can also be, you know, filthy. I can do, I can also be whatever I want to be. And so mm -hmm. that was where that, where that kind of came from. And a lot of times people feel like they have to come up with something that's a play on words in the UK. It's very popular to have a play on words of things. And, uh, and, and so, but I love that you came forward with your persona of, of magnificent mm. <laughs> that's fabulous oh. yes 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 okay so what is your um favorite part of your book oh, i think um 
my favorite. Oh gosh, that's my baby. Everything about it is amazing. Yes, <laughs> but there's a part that you're like, yeah, but this oh, part rocks. Well, to me, the the part that rocks is the wall exercise, and I haven't talked about that on any podcast or anything because I really want you to read the book. Okay. The first part of it, and it kind of starts telling the story and why you need to do this. And um, to me, it's so powerful in getting rid of those stories that are just in there, just stopping you. And um, so that is my favorite. Cause I think it's pretty juicy. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So get the book, get the book busting through methods to get courageous, take action, get unstuck and find your personal power. And it is on Amazon and check out the wall exercise. Love yes. that. What's your favorite lesson that you've ever learned? Oh my gosh, so many lessons. Um, so many, you know, that I, I can do it. I can, you can do, get, you get an idea. I mean, here, um, everybody's like, how did you write a book? You know, it's like, it was, and it was interesting. It's like, I just, I never thought I could, you know, and, and I, I've told the story before my best friend and I, we love wine and we started drinking wine and she's like, let's write a blog. And my first instinct was like, I can't write. I got an F in school, you know, in English, you know, but we just were passionate about it. We started writing. And so it's like, I love this. And so um, it really exercised that muscle in stepping forward into that scary stuff to start doing the things you're passionate about. Beautiful, beautiful. Denise, it is such a fun conversation. Yes, we have I love such it. parallel paths. I just want to remind everybody from the bio at the beginning, Denise is also a certified life coach, um, helping you to overcome the stories holding you back and discovering your passion, clearing up the clutter in your life that's bogging you down and dig down deep to find the courage to take action in your life's vision. And I say that because we've talked a lot about the book and I, I just wanted to go back to, for some people, working through those exercises with a coach is the way forward not it's mm -hmm. it's not all things not everybody needs that mm -hmm. but you know there's there's a range there so mm -hmm. so exactly. where can people find you denise well on facebook it's denise wester i have a um website denisewester.com and you can always email me at pr at denisewester.com and after you buy my book you send a picture with you and my book, and then you get invited into a very private, closed off Facebook group where I'm going to continue to support you. I have general journaling prompts, more um, quotes, things to inspire. And I wanted to create a very collaborative community that we can help each other with our wins and support each other with our wins and support each other with our stories and be there for each other. And there, and me as a life coach, you're, I'm accessible to um, reach out to me personally too, if whatever you need. So you can reach out again, PR at denisewester.com and Instagram, I'm Denise R. Wester. So I would love to hear from you. Beautiful, beautiful. For those of you listening on podcast, Denise is D-E-N-I-S-E -E, and Wester is W-E-S-T-E-R. I know that sounds like a really obvious thing, but not not everybody spells everything the same way. No, and not everybody I get yeah, I get a lot of bees and I wester a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not everybody's, you know, uh, uh, first language is English and all yep. of those things. Okay. 
that's okay so i love that denise r wester on instagram so get in touch and reach out if there's anything you want to talk about or um obviously there's instructions in the book of how to reach you with mm -hmm. the photo of you mm -hmm. uh, in the book my the book's on amazon yeah um, yeah and my, my key takeaway is the polaroid thing i think I will try journaling in the evenings. Um, that that is a, that is a, a definite. Um, but I think the Polaroid thing is beautiful because I I so relate to the clean sheet Polaroid. I I I look forward to it every weekend. And I think that you know extending that and that's the thing is extending the strategies that work for you in one part of your life then try them in other parts. So yeah. I'm going to try Polaroids in other parts of my life because I definitely have a clean sheet Polaroid and I definitely have a, have, have a an exercise Polaroid. But I, but I, I need to extend that practice. So I think that's that's beautiful. Fun. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, Denise, I loved this conversation. Thank you yes. so so much. Great conversation. Um, yeah, it is. It is just I, I've ri I've written so many notes. I'm even going to show you. I've written so many notes. I'm just like, <laughs> I know. So I know because I'm like, oh yeah, I want to go back to the podcast. I want to go back to this part and just listen to that bit again. And yeah, so I've got a, I've got a, a scrolling page of notes. If you, if you're not, if you're listening to this on podcast. Um, so as always, I will um, post the uh, video. If you're listening on podcast, go to the Confidence Your Cabaret. Uh, YouTube channel and you can watch the podcast and you can see Denise and I uh, you could also see the confidence with coffee which is a short segment around kind of key highlights and and uh, mm -hmm. my my own kind of key takeaways uh, of our, my conversation with Denise mm -hmm. Wester today thank you once again Denise thank you thank you all for being here and listening and I'm Heather Jean reminding you that it is your body and it is your world and it is your stage. Take up space, everyone. Enjoy. Own it unapologetically. Bye. Beautiful.